Here we are again. What's up? Uh, this is Dixon Daily. This is Dixon Daily. This is the. I don't really know how best to say it, so let's just get into it, man. What's going on in the world today? Well, one thing is, I tell you this. We're in a strange, strange, sort of alternate universe. We all coexist here. But in this universe, where the orange force, as one might call it, has kind of taken over our world and our minds, our media, our policies, and our foreign affairs. All this was just because, well, people didn't like Hillary. Just because Russia didn't like Hillary. For good reason, I guess. I mean, they weren't making a lot of money uh, with her uh, involved with the State Department during the Obama years. And they weren't making a lot of money. They wouldn't have made a lot of money had she become president. Well, that's the theory, which is why uh, recently uh, the uh, FBI, uh, the New York Times, uh, check me on that uh, publication, recently came out saying that, yeah, Putin had a preference of who he wanted to get elected, which is why they meddled in the election. That's important. That's really important. Because Russia meddling, everybody knows that already. What we weren't so sure about, or what couldn't be proved, per se, is that he wanted, that Putin wanted, you know, Trump to win. Because that, you know, they, they may have just broken into the Dems, uh, you know, computers and whatnot via some cyber attack. And they may have basically, you know, been told by Obama to cool it. And an investigation was started. Actually, that part I don't even think had much to do with Obama as much as um, it had to do with the FBI director and uh, Department of Justice. uh, And I think the CIA, but for some reason, yeah, that... I don't know. I think we need to look into that more. But so we bring this orange force into the world with the thought that, you know, well, some people thought that he was going to drain the swamp. It's going to drain the swamp. But here's the truth. Is the swamp thing really? Is is he really going to try and drain the swamp? And granted, you always think of the color green when you think of the swamp thing, but for all intents and purposes, let's just pretend it's an orange swamp thing. What would you really want if you were a swamp thing? I don't really remember the movie, but I'm going to go with the fact that if you're the swamp thing, you like swampy water, which is why he added a lot more swamp monsters or swamp creatures to, you know, America's uh, water. I, I couldn't finish that as good as I wanted it to, but, you know, but the thing is, when, when you think about who each person 
you know, we choose to be our candidates and who they represent. It's fair to say that Trump could easily represent just the fiscally, fiscally uh, conservative um, people. Yeah, sure, sure. I think they would be along. Yeah, you're putting a businessman in there. Those people would be with it. But more importantly, what it represented was a voice for the forgotten man. Who is the forgotten man when they say that? You know, we're all dreamers. When you hear things like that, or even when you hear USA, USA, it has a different tinge to it when you're at a Trump rally, which are going on now while he's even in office. It's been going on nonstop just to build his own self-esteem up, I believe, more than anything, because he really hasn't gotten a lot of his uh, Republicans elected, uh, who are, you know, up for re-election in 2018, late 2017. Um, so a lot of us are being forced to pick a side. You got to pick a side, man. Um, you got a lot of people switching sides. You know, Joe Scarborough. He's so disgusted with his Republican brethren that uh, he says he's leaving the Republican Party. Now, I do have my own belief about this Democrat versus Republican, or I'm an independent green, but I kind of think that in itself should just kind of go away. You can be on different sides of the issue without having to be against every issue that uh, a collection of people are for. Because truth be told, Republicans have some good ideas and vice versa. But for Joe Scarborough to say, basically, I'm leaving the more fiscally conservative uh, brand because of the group of people associated with it are so so disrespectful to you know what he actually believed and one can you can even bring up the fact that you know Democrats have proven uh, over the last 50 years to actually be the most fiscally responsible when it comes to our economy and um, debt our country uh, incurs. But Joe Scarborough, you know, that's his, that's his show. It's the morning Joe. You know, it's the morning Joe. That's, you just imagine that's because of Joe Scarborough. Right, we all like good coffee. I'm drinking some coffee right now. Starbucks. Thank you. Maybe that can turn into some sort of endorsement later. I'll be here all week. When I watch that show, I do feel like Scarborough's sipping on more than Starbucks. I, there's some brandy in there, uh, bourbon. He's a Southern guy, I think, so. That, uh, that dark liquor. You know, whiskey, I don't know. I don't know, but just the fact that he's willing to leave and separate. I don't know where he lands now. I'm sure he's not a Democrat. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's the fleeing. The people were fleeing from there. Obviously, independents are undoubtedly going to be uh, voting towards the left this year with most of um, their voting power. 
And I think it's mainly because certain things just seem so stupid. Just stupid. Scarborough called out Nunez. And even though I do believe he's kind of, you know, Scarborough's kind of losing it a little bit. Maybe because he's bored because he's having to just stay so, uh, he's having to keep so much venom on his on his mind because he's representing for his girl Mika. Trump attacked Mika and kind of attacked him, but really attacked Mika. So Joe's just, you know, tapping into that dark force, I think. Um, but he called out Nunez. Scarborough being in Congress before, I don't know, he was a senator. But he understands how the Capitol works. And he knows what Nunez has been doing, being in charge of an investigation of the president, yet going and giving information to the president. They bring information back from the president and dropping it on the table back uh, into the congressional investigation. It's He knows it's a no-go. And in the fact that the party would stand with it, it, it that's one of the straws that, that uh, broke the camel or the elephant's back. But I think more than anything, it's the fact that he consistently just doesn't seem to give a shit, this Nunez. So it makes sense why Scarborough's starting to seem like he doesn't give a shit. Because no one's fighting fair. Nunez is obviously, you know, in the tank for the Orange Force. And it doesn't seem like he even cares about hiding it. It's almost like he's a kamikaze. Like, I'm going down and I'm taking a lot of people with me. Because I think at the end of the day, he's going to be under investigation. A lot of congressmen are going to be under investigation because they know certain things, yet they're pretending to uh, be ignorant, just like the Trumps are, uh, the Trump Jr. We know you don't forget that much. And Nunes, we know you know more than you know. It's enough to drive a person crazy. So I, in a way, I do feel, I kind of get Scarborough. I get him. I'm almost wondering, Cohen is a fixer for Trump, which indicates there's always things that need to be fixed. That's why so much money was sent his way. Is Nunez sort of like his fixer as well? Like you can't really make the whole issue go away, but you don't know unless you try. Shoot your shot, man. You got Nunez. Um, forget the other guy that, that basically filed, they're filing motions to, to basically to make the special counsel seem as if he is hiding something. It's an investigation. Information doesn't come out that fast, but they want to make it seem like everything's taking so long. Well, it's been a year. It's a conspiracy against our nation. Why the fuck does it matter how long it is? It doesn't matter. This could take four years. There are things that need to come out. And the worst thing, in my opinion, that could happen to Trump is that he goes for re-election and gets beat and then gets indicted. 
to me, that's running the table. That means there was no impeachment. So he didn't get that boost from people like, hey, don't mess with our guy, our orange, you know, king like that. So you don't want to get that momentum going. So it's best not to even scream impeachment unless it's really ready to go because you're going to have to get Republicans to to impeach their own king. Now, back in the day, during the Nixon era, that might have happened. Morals were slightly more, what's the word? Uh, People were more conscious of what was, I almost want to say what was good and, you know, good and bad, but I mean, okay, let's just let it ride, because we know a lot of other things were happening in the era of Nixon. Nixon admitted to basically drug laws, drug uh, war against drugs, was really about getting black people and Mexicans in jail. Um, But nevertheless, people had some sort of, they had an American identity that basically really was our nation first. America first. It makes me want to throw up even when I say it, but there's a legitimacy to that claim. That has nothing to do with why that guy wears that hat with that statement on it. But you have these operatives working for him, and all the Republicans have lost their balls. But if Trump were replaced with Obama with these same actions. Basically, they would claim it's a hostile takeover. This guy sold out our country. I mean, think about Benghazi. Really think about Benghazi. Compared to what's happening right now and some other stuff that's coming down the line, Benghazi just seems like a mishap compared to this. I admit that was a big deal. And I hope they got down to the bottom of it. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I believe the Clintons kept their hands clean. Because they probably didn't. But it's only so much dirt you can do. You can steal some candy from a candy store. You could steal money from the Federal Reserve. They're different levels to it all. But part of it is on how, you know, we shape it, how we brand it, how we frame the situation. The FBI broke in. It's a Nunez angle. They broke in. It's a Trump angle. In the middle of the night, Manafort's family was just sleeping, enjoying their slumber. And here comes the evil, evil FBI. Is that how it works? Because while... Obama was president. The people who enforced the law were the best people, you know, this country had to offer. When Obama was president, it was said that he didn't even stand up for the veterans. It's a rebranding going on. Now you got a president who can basically call out John McCain as not a war hero because he got caught. Like he went and basically turned himself in to our enemies. This is a switch up here. 
this is what everybody's okay with. This is what everybody's, you know, uh, you know, he's new to being president. Uh, he didn't know that these guys were, you know, really Russians, really connected to Putin. They were just talking to different people, just trying to get some dirt. No big deal. No big deal. Nah, it's a big deal. We're going to get to it. And we're going to get to it all. And I like Mueller's style. Take your time. There's some story about two wolves. One of the wolves say, I think it was a young wolf and an old wolf. And the young wolf said, let's run down there. Let's get one of those sheep, I would say. And the older wolf says, let's not run down. Let's take our time and let's go get all of the sheep. That's Mueller. Taking his time. Not going for premature little pistol shots. He's going for one, one nice kill shot. And I like it. Then there's Giuliani. You really add him up. You put Nunez, you put Cohen, his fixer, and you put uh, Giuliani. They're all kind of operating this fixer. Like, clean up what I fucked up, basically. Clean it up. I messed up. Clean it up for me. That's how they're all operating. Giuliani's just doing it on TV more. And maybe he has a, knows a little bit more because he's used to dealing with dealing within dirty government. We know that. Basically, he is the worst. He is the epitome of a bad cop. But he's going around, you know, he's saying, oh, they don't, you can't indict a sitting president. That shit don't matter. We don't care about indicting a sitting president. You won't be sitting when you get indicted. Or once you are indicted, you won't be president. It's called a catch-22. But not in the normal sense. See, no matter what, you and your entire gang are going down. You operate like a mob boss. You're going down. And it's not going to be sooner. It's definitely going to be later. Because the longer it takes, the more information there must be. Had it gone quick, I'd say uh, he probably gets off. But the fact that it's taking long, in my opinion, and I'm not a professional other than yapping. I think he doesn't look good for you, Captain Orange. We all like to make jokes, you know, kind of about just the error we're in, but and no one's better than SNL. But you know, it almost seems unfair in some ways because some of the, you know, the best uh, comedian, comedic minds and writers, performers are, are basically all aiming their guns at Trump. It seems. It's like, where is the Republican, you know, Saturday Night Live? And I realize why they don't have one. Because when you are a conservative like that, you really don't have a sense of humor. At least not about yourself. So you can only, you don't even have a, a sense of humor about the other side. All you got is meanness. 
But you got characters. You got some characters. Which is what Fox Evening News is all about. That is their SNL. A bunch of clowns. You can't tell me that Tucker Carlson is a real person. He's got to be somebody who was created. Sean Hannity? Are you kidding me? All right, folks. Okay, here we are. They're really trying to take down Trump. Like, what? No, you're a character, man. You are not real. Laura Ingram? Yo, I don't even know what to say about that. That She just says things like it's almost like she needs like an audience laughter track behind because I need to know why you're saying it. It's like they've muted the laughter. So to me, you have an SNL. It's called Fox Evening News. So don't don't be like, oh, people are picking on, uh, you know, the press secretary. Well, you guys are, are straight picking clowns to speak for you. And that's mainly because you can't get anybody with any intellect to really side with the way the Fox Evening News goes. So you get clowns. So you don't need an SNL. Strange times. Clowns don't get invited to weddings of royal families. And apparently Obama didn't get invited either. I feel like that was more because we can't invite Trump, so it'd be really wrong if we invited you, Obama. Uh, just so we don't get into any bad blood. And I get that. I really do get that. But what does this wedding really signify for everyone? What is this really about, this wedding? It's, to me, it's a connection between the royal family and the rest of this country and America. It's a, it's, it's a marriage between America and the UK. I'm not sure how many uh, American uh, Americans have married this high up in royalty. I'm sure there's been, you know, some interplay there, but you know, this was high up. I'm not sure how many. I know that she's not even, she wouldn't even be the first uh, royalty of African descent. I know that's a fact. So it's funny, you know, when you look at it, you know, she's basically marrying somebody with the makeup of kind of like an Obama. Well, I'm hearing that, you know, she's marrying somebody biracial, but you rarely heard that Obama was biracial. He was a black president. Say it. I want to hear this like that. Harry's marrying, marrying a black woman because just the drop, remember the rules, just the drop makes you black. That's something, right? And Harry kind of, of all the royalty, Harry and his mama kind of have that rebel blood a little bit. Like they kind of go against the grain. He's like sixth in line. Started out like maybe second or third. Now he's like sixth in line. Already a redhead. He's not a stepchild. But I'm saying he kind of has that. The same way we are. The way Harry is to that family. Is the way black people are to the world. So for this marriage. In my opinion. This is a sign of good things coming our way. And when I say our, I'm saying the people, the people 
who don't, who want to set a new stage for progress, who aren't caught up in some, this is the way it was, or, you know, it has to be the genes. These are new genes being introduced right now to the royal family blood. And I think it's, I think it's special. I do. I do think it's special. I'm uh, not really, you know, even as a kid, I was watching the whole, uh, the big wedding, uh, Princess Di, or um, the other brother, William, that got married. I, maybe I'm just not into weddings. Oddly enough, I've done enough uh, wedding videography in my life. Uh, you would think I'd be really into it. I'm, I'm into a good show, a good production. That's what I'm into. But this one is special to me. It's not like Obama's getting elected all over again, but it's something. It's some hope. It's some hope for, dang, you don't think like we thought you thought. Harry is something, it's something special about this boy. Always, even before this, like it was something just, even when they showed him doing an interview and, you know, and the siren went off, you know, and he had to jump to battle, it's like, I like that. I'm not sure I would even be that, you know, like ready to get in action. I am royalty. I'm doing an interview. This war or this drill will wait. But no, but Harry's a good dude, man. And uh, congratulations uh, to, uh, I guess her name is Markle or something like that. Very attractive actress. Um, people were giving her uh a little noise just because she was married before. Hey, when you hot, people want you. A lot of people don't even get married, but you basically were married. So she actually got a divorce. Certain people don't even close it down like that. Kudos to her, you know. She attracted royalty. How do you think the guy who was married to her before? Like, yeah, I don't really know what happened, but, you know, you feel like, one man's trash is another man's literal queen. It must feel crazy. Yeah, I dumped her. Yeah, she's, you know, royalty now. Big deal. There was really nothing special about it. Harry's blind. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's really dope. Anyway, let's get ready for the weekend. Just wanted to catch you guys up on a few things. Uh, share my thoughts. Um, really, let's pay close attention to Avenatti, uh, lawyer for Stormy Daniels, swinging pretty much the biggest stick in DC right now. Um, save, save, uh, Mueller, who's kind of got that nightstick in a way. You don't really know when that's coming, and but he's always like a step ahead of everybody. But I got to give it to this Avenatti man. He's a beast. He's Stormy Daniels is a thorn in Trump's side, but what comes with Stormy Daniels, this Avenatti, it's not all. He's not just delivering stuff about Stormy that affects the Stormy Daniels situation. He's doing things just to punch at Trump, and he admitted he he's, he is you know worried about you know his like being safe as he should. So I hope his security game is is on point. But that's about it for me this week. Um, definitely check in uh, later on. And um, I should have something for you guys tomorrow. All right. Have a good one, y'all. America. Stay blessed.
don't know what it is. I don't know what to do. All I know is it's a whole lot of bullshit in the world. What we gonna do? What we gonna do? What we gonna do? We ain't gonna do shit. We just people here, sitting here, dealing with life. Every point, every pain, everything keeps coming up. We got a dirty ass president, a racist traitor. That's who we have as our president. You know it, I know it. But we keep pretending like that ain't the issue. Like we don't, you know, have the most disgusting person possible in the Oval Office. We all know it. But let's just keep pretending it ain't what it is. But it is what it is. So how can we pretend it's not? That's what uh, Coates just said talking to Andrea Mitchell. Well, it is what it is. It just is what it is. You got to take that for what it is. But what the hell is it? There's got to be a question people are asking themselves. What the hell is it? This life, man, is, is so crazy. It's like we are actually in the upside down world for the Stranger Things. Stranger Things fans, Stranger Things to some of y'all, um, you know what I'm saying? This is the upside down world where things are kind of normal if the world was supposed to be evil. Things are kind of going right if things are supposed to be messed up right now. Then everything's normal if that's what the if that's what you expect out of life. So it makes you wonder if the people who voted for Trump sort of felt like, well, I want to fuck it all up. I want to mess the whole world up. I want to mess America up. This is my goal. This is what I'm going for. Maybe that is you. Maybe that's exactly what you wanted. Was our name, our brand, our systems, our allies, our networks, our friends, Everybody can see how messed up all this is. But at what point do the people who say America first, they say America first. When are these people going to put the country first? Country over party. Because at this rate, being a part of this party is starting to feel a little un-American. If you have to choose between serving your Republican standards and your Republican uh, colleagues over America, over what's best for the whole, 
well then we got some issues. Your whole party may not be right for this country. Are Republicans terrorists? I mean, really think about that one for a second. The people who support the Republican Party, the people who help the Republican Party stay in power, is made up of a lot of different sects. There are those who are just conservative, and we get that. You conservative. You want the Constitution read the way it was intended. You want free market. You want all the restrictions off of the free market. You don't want big government. But it's a little more than that, right? To being a Republican. Because now there's people who want to take care of the forgotten man. Who is the forgotten man? Is the white man? That's the forgotten man. Man is still in power, but obviously if you're feeling insecure or feeling threatened, you might have to pretend like you're a minority. You might have to pretend like you don't run the world, like you're not at the top of the pyramid. You might have to pretend like that's just the way it is. Like everything else is wrong. Only thing that's right the fact that you needed to put a person who looked like you, who talked like you, said the sort of race, racist or racy sort of things that you thought. And you didn't care if he was into grabbing pussy. You didn't care if, you didn't care if he cheated on his wife. You didn't care about that. No, you didn't care about that. You didn't care if he said mean things about handicapped people, about POW war heroes. Yeah, none of that mattered. None of it. That's just silliness. What matters is that he'll get, he will keep your guns in your hand. What matters that you get the vote on the Supreme Court. Does not matter if he is Putin's pussy. That part, it just doesn't matter. You know it, I know it, it does not matter. Let's let's not pretend like it does because it really doesn't. Your president matters man it's just the way life is I'm not going to try to ever um, you know stay too dark about things shit's been crazy y'all know some of this stuff is just crazy throughout the week I like to pose questions on my social media platforms and I thought I had like a a pretty interesting one this last time to just you know really see how other people see things and 
Most recently, I said, oh, you voted for a racist traitor who pays women to sleep with him. Hashtag your president. And I feel like, let me tell you guys about my old neighbor uh, back in the Midwest. He's like the guy's guy. You know, he watches sports. He's at every local game. He, you know what I mean? May have, may not have bet on, on games. You know, just a regular guy, raised his family, whatever. He says, I'm totally ashamed of this man. He paid six figures for some booty. What kind of man does this up front? What kind of man does this on the front end? Pathetic. Super simp. Now let's think about this for a second, right? Just, just really think about it. The president paid these women six figures for some ass. Now, I'm just saying, if you're a conservative, right? How is that okay in that sense? That's not conservative thinking. That is, that is a little, uh, fiscally irresponsible. So just on that, conservative Republicans, I'm saying you can't support somebody who would pay that much for some ass. Now I'll admit the brunette was more attractive than the blonde, Stormy Daniels. I don't know what the brunette's name was. Um, He was still cheating with his wife, cheating on his wife. I personally don't find Melania all that beautiful, but I, you know, I get it. She's a model. I probably see her in person and, you know, think some things. I get it. I get it. But that wasn't enough for him. He got, he has a supermodel who he chose. That was his woman. He chose her, but that wasn't good enough. While she was pregnant, she slept with another woman. And look, I get it. Men are men. Men are dirty. Men are dogs. But you pay six figures. It's got to be an issue with these conservatives. I don't know how that breaks down the interest rates or whatever, but six digits? More than once? If I'm if I'm Putin, I'm looking at this dude like, yo, we got a mark. Yo, we got somebody who we can ride, especially once he won a primary in, you know, within the Republican Party, he won a primary. Y'all got him. He got that far. Then he got money behind him. And y'all all said we weren't going to support him. We weren't going to support him. He's a horrible man. He does not represent what this country's about. I can't stand by this. Now that he's in, well, you know, now that we're here, that includes Cruz. That, in, that includes a Rubio, that includes, um, who's the guy that lost? It includes uh, all of them. All the people who said they wouldn't. And if anybody who I feel like shouldn't support him, it would be Mitch McConnell. He looks like what old English proper should be. Like he looks like the type of person who's so conservative. Like, of course I'm conservative. Like he basically, you know, 
meditates and talks to George Washington. That's what Mitch McConnell looks like to me. Like he's like that type of old white dude, like old school, uh, white wig wearing type white dude. And this dude is supporting somebody who spent six digits on some ass? I'm just saying, y'all. This ain't right. This ain't right. Is anybody saying treason? Is anybody saying it? Like, is anybody just bringing up treason? I know a few people are. But are the people who need to be bringing it up, bringing it up? It's treason. Oh, you're going to get them for colluding. Colluding? Hmm. When you break into somebody's house, you know, they don't try to get you for colluding. It's a bigger crime than that. They don't try to get you for, you know, meeting with your friends and talking about going to rob a place. They get you for the crime. And the crime, my friend, is conspiracy and treason. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can kill an American citizen for this. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I ain't no lawyer or history buff. But, uh... I think that's pretty much how that should go. I mean, I, Trump will not only be synonymous with Benedict Arnold, it may become, you know, the new modern Benedict Arnold. Most people think of Benedict and, and think about some sort of eggs. I don't know what those eggs are, but they do. It was out in... Um, Pennsylvania with the family, Amish country. I felt like, because uh, it was a cabin, uh, my uh, my girl's family's cabin, which, uh, you know, kind of made me feel like, well, this is about to turn into Get Out. And um, it didn't, but there were some scary moments. The most scary moment was the Amish people in the buggies coming by. They didn't do nothing horrible to us. They were very distant even. No no high or nothing, which I don't find that rude. You don't know me, you know. They were getting up in those buggies. So a horse and buggy, it was, it was nice to see it. Show my son. It's like, look at this, like little house on the prairie. It's nice. Pennsylvania. Got that popping over there. Just that whole vibe. I get it. It was it was fun. Um, friend Nick came out. Uh, brought a few other. Wasn't the only black person. There was a total of over that weekend. There was a total of four of us out there. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we ended up using the N word out there. You know in Amish land and it was great I, I feel like you know you don't really understand something until you see it and now that I've seen it I still don't understand it but I feel like I could do it again and get out won't happen media controls us listen I'm just thinking about what well, was a good movie so I mean I think anybody who saw St. Bernard you know after seeing Cujo as a child you know still thought about uh, Cujo I don't know, just yapping, but 
when I think about a lot of things, sometimes I wonder, do we not, what do we expect of people who work in government? Do we expect you not to have personal opinions? I asked this question and uh, you guys feel free to answer me, you know, in the comments, but can you have an unbiased opinion? Second part of this is, can you do your job despite personal feelings? So the first part is about, look, I can't decide on what happened between two people, a person from El Salvador and somebody from Mexico, if I hate Mexicans. So it's going to be hard for me to have an unbiased opinion, unless I hate them both. Therefore, I am not biased, so now I can't have an opinion on that. But if I voted Democrat and I'm investigating uh, whether or not a Republican did something, will I just automatically say Republican did it and vice versa? These are the questions. Like, is that really how that works? I don't think it does because that's what a court system is about. That's what a court system is about. You are supposed to go through different checkpoints in our legal system before we say someone did something. And when you are an officer of the courts, if you represent our legal system, then it is important for you to really be impartial. It doesn't mean you couldn't vote in our country, but it does mean you need to be impartial. Because if, if that were the case, most black people are Democrats. So that means in, if, a, if a policeman votes Democrat, he never arrests black people. And we would say that basically, we know a lot of cops are Republicans, so it'd be unfair for Republicans or for cops to ever arrest black people. So we can't, we, we cannot scream this, oh, you know, the FBI agent voted Democrat, text somebody talking about a Republican president, how could he possibly not be biased? If he thought just like the rest of Americans and just like the rest of the Republican Congress that this guy was unfit to be president and expressed that, it doesn't mean he can't do his job. Because lo and behold, Republicans who said he was unfit are helping this man keep his job. Watch out. We're going to get back at you, though. We're going to get back at you.